then, and one phrase I like is honesty with kindness, because you, mm. you know, you can give honest feedback and not have to be mean about it. Right. Right. You know, you really should want the person to get better. And that's why I like the term coaching, because if leaders are coaches, you know, we want people to improve. We want people to develop. We want them to get better. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. Greetings and salutations, folks. It's Audley Stevenson, and I'm back with another edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. You've got it locked to the Audacious Living Podcast, and it continues to be my pleasure to be here and continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. This is episode 240 of the podcast, and I'm happy that uh, you could join us here as we welcome leadership development consultant and expert Jan Freed for a delightful chat on various aspects of leadership, including the importance of trust, feedback, empathy, and self-awareness. We also touched on legacy, making a positive impact, and ways leaders can be memorable. Like I said, it's a completely delightful conversation. I'm sure you'll all enjoy. So well, any further ado, here is Jan Freed. Enjoy. Hey, Jan, thank you for joining me here today on the Audacious Living Podcast. It's uh, such a pleasure for you to be here. Thank you for, for, for making time to do this. Well, I'm very honored. I'm honored. Oh, I, well, I, I, I am the one that's definitely honored. So again, I, I'm always appreciative of individuals taking time, I guess, to chat about these really, really important topics that uh, can help us uh, re get get to better places in life. And so, I, again, I really appreciate you doing this. And uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna spend some time today focusing on something that you know very, very well. And 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 really, we're talking about leadership and 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 the 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 ingredients, if you will, of you know what you know of a successful leader. Um, yes. And so maybe as as a starting point, Jan, you can sort of talk about sort of your, uh, I, I guess your, I was going to say your leadership journey, but you know the, the, what brings you up to this point here that you work that we're doing and 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 the topic of leadership. Okay, perfect. Well, I my main career was as a college professor. I taught for only thirty years at a small liberal arts college in Iowa. And I taught business management and leadership. And my last yep. few years there, I was uh, granted an endowed chair in leadership and character development. So then I really kind of did a deep dive into leadership. And I had a leadership book come out in 2013. And then my latest book just came out this year, January 2023. So the previous book was called Leading with Wisdom, Sage Advice from 100 Experts, and the book that just came out in January is called Breadcrumb Legacy, How Great Leaders Live a Life Worth Remembering, and it's really for anyone, so the, the, the subtitle could be How to Live a Life Worth Remembering, so we can do a deep dive into that, uh, I'll just, sure. I'll, you know, I'll let you ask more questions, yeah, so that's been, so now what I do is I do um, I'm not teaching full time. I've been teaching a graduate leadership course, but I'm not teaching full time. Now I do speaking, uh, workshops, leadership coaching, and always writing. So, mm -hmm. 
so so one thing I'm curious is, Janet, I'd love to get your, your take on this, given how long um, you've been in the leadership development space and you, you've been teaching it, is mm-hmm. oh, uh, what, what's, what's changed about leadership over time? Yeah. Or is it, is, is it always, is it always been what it always is? Yeah, well, that's an, a perfect question because I've always been an advocate of servant leadership. Okay. And uh, my definition of servant leadership is leaders should clear obstacles, not be the obstacle. <laughs> I love it. And so servant leadership. So one of the things that I've been saying is one silver lining of COVID is the fact that um, employees, the, there's been a shift in power and employees really feel more empowered and we see that, you know, in the great resignation, we yes. see that in quiet quitting, you know, we see this in, you know, the fact that people are saying, we, we don't want to work for bad leaders anymore. We don't want to work mm. for companies. I think people of all ages in the workplace are looking for meaning and purpose, and they don't want to be treated like cogs in a wheel. They want to be treated as people. And so one silver lining is the fact that servant leadership, which involves understanding, compassion, empathy, flexibility is really now uh, being expected by mm-hmm. employees. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what's really interesting, Jan, is once upon a time, those things were never even thought to fit into the scope of what you know leadership no. is. And now no. it's so important. Now, I've been teaching it for a long time, but it, you know, command and control, you know, it's just yeah. easier. It's faster. People think it's more efficient. It's more efficient in the short run, but it's it leads to burnout in the long run. So, right, 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 right. It's definitely not more effective. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Oh no, yeah, and we're and we're seeing that more and more as as time goes on, and and it's uh, you're, you're you're starting to see you know less and less of that type of leadership style taking place. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Which is good which is good. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, you know, the, 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 the leadership as a topic has always been a fascinating one to me because when you when you when you, when you talk to different people you talk about, you know, their, their experience or even ask them to define leadership or what they think leadership is. You know, you're, you're not going to get the same answer and I think oftentimes uh it it, it, de- it depends on that individual's uh, own experience with leadership. So if, if they've always experienced uh, and had, you know, you know, quote unquote, good bosses, for lack of a better term, if you will, you know, their definition of what leadership is could be very different than someone that hasn't had those types of, of experiences. At least that's sort of my take has been. Uh, is it something that you've come across or seen or have you noticed at all? Yes. And I think I think too many people end up in leadership positions without any training, development, mm. without even giving much thought to it. And so that's why it's really important. Um, My definition, first of all, a leader is someone, in my opinion, who's in the position to influence the lives of others. So that definition includes pastors, teachers, coaches, you know, parents, more than just bosses and and managers, okay? And then I think a leader needs to be in someone who breathes life into people, projects, and programs. And too often, leaders are suffocating. They just, they're in the way. Like I said, leaders should clear obstacles, not be the obstacle. Right. So, uh, but I think the most important person to lead is, is yourself. 
So we are all leaders of our own journey. Right, right, right. It, it, the one thing I've often, uh, like, I, I can remember, I was, I don't know, I must have been 11 or 12 years old, one summer day camp. And with day camp, we used to go on on these different trips and excursions. And we had, it was, it was, it was it, within a group, there were different age of kids, right? They're all uh -huh. sorts of ages. And I remember this 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 one little boy, um, whatever reason, kind of just gravitated to me. And we kind of hung out, we'd hold my, he always wanted to hold my hand. Uh -huh. And I remember one of the one of the camp counselors saying, Oh, you're gonna make a great leader one day. And in, in my mind, I had no idea what that person was talking about. Like uh -huh. I literally I, I felt like a babysitter in that moment, right? Uh -huh. When you're saying to be a tumble, you know, you know, you'll be a good leader. And that's when I uh, when I think my so my earliest recollection of of, sort of what leadership when I start to even understand you know, hear about it as a topic, if you will, maybe not fully understand it, but, but, you know, right. at least hear it on its own. And, 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 and as I've become older and, you know, you, your life experiences and things of that nature, I, I saw, you know, I start to understand, you know, what was being referred to and it wasn't the title because I didn't have a title, but it was sure. the, the influence or the impact that I had on this young boy that wanted to quote unquote, hold my hand and hang out with me. Yes, and, and that yeah. was very, very different understanding. I never would have thought that actually. Yeah. Well, that's part of your legacy now. That's part of your legacy story. Yeah. Excellent. The, the, so, 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 uh, so, so I guess my point is it's not babysitting. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> So, so if you were then to Jan identify uh, um, sort of some some aspects of successful leadership, what what would what would what would you land on, or what would you share? Well, I think first of all, I think what's really critical is trust. You know, you, trust is not trust is earned, and you earn it by trusting. You know, you trust them; they trust you. It's trust is a real reciprocal relationship. And so I think trust is important. And once you have trust, then you're, you're starting to create an environment where, you know, people will give you feedback because they know you'll listen and right. you, you listen to them and you show compassion when it's, you know, necessary. And you, you know, think about empathy and try to be empathetic with people, which listening is a really important skill for that. Um, and understanding and sometimes forgiveness. You know, you don't want to be a boss that holds, you know, uh, grudges or looks for revenge. You know, you just want to be um, honest. And, and one phrase I like is honesty with kindness, because you, mm -hmm. you know, you can give honest feedback and not have to be mean about it. Right. Right. You know, you really should want the person to get better. And that's why I like the term coaching, because if leaders are coaches, you know, we want people to improve. We want people to develop. We want them to get better. And um, so that's how I'd answer that. And, and, and it makes sense. Uh, the part around, you know, what you, you know, leaders wanting for others, I think is a really, really fascinating one because, you know, sometimes you sort of talk to you about people who come into leadership sort of not being equipped. And I think one of the things that uh, new leaders need to understand that it's 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 less about them and more about other people. But Absolutely. when you're 
it, but, but when you're in a new leadership role, you, you, you know, you, you want to show that you're competent, can do the job, you want to prove to others, you do make it more about yourself. And I think yeah. you lose sight of the mark at that point, don't you? That's a very good point. Excellent. Yeah, it, 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 it sort of brings it really back into what leadership is supposed to be, I would say, in terms right. of it's, it's not about me and my job and my role and my performance. It's what, you know, what you really can do for other people. And I think the more people uh, um, recognize that, right, yes. uh, I think the more effective they can be. Exactly. Why do you think? Why do you think the the the, the uh, new leaders, particularly, are able to, sort of, lack of a better term, check their ego in this regard? Yeah. Well, I think it has a lot to do with ego. You know, I think it has a lot to do with getting your ego out of the way. Right. You know, and get it out of the way. Um, in my book, I say, well, you know, your ego is not your amigo. Often. You know, that it. it gets in the way and we have to be aware of that and get it out of the way, you know, mm -hmm. and shift the focus to, you know, really, if you're a good leader, you're developing other leaders. Mm. And I think if we really want to know why people behave the way they do, we really should look at the reward system and see what are we rewarding? Are we rewarding people for developing others? Or are we rewarding them for just, you know, uh, you know, making the numbers, even though people are burned out and disgruntled and, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good point as well. I, you know, what, what, do, what's really our focus and, and because uh, everyone comes into thing, you know, situations for, for different reasons and different motivators. Uh -huh. and, uh, if your motivators focus on A, but really it's, you know, the other direction that everyone uh -huh. else is looking at, then you're going to have connects, right? Right. Exactly. Man. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah, no, it's really enlightening in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the other part, the other part that I find interesting is, is the, the piece around relationship, right? And, you know, mm -hmm. that leaders can have with their people and you sort of tied you and, you and you touched on some points like trust and forgiveness and understanding and empathy. All of these are, are important things, but without having uh, a, a relationship of some sort in place, uh, it's hard to get those things, right? It's, it's if I don't, if I, if I don't trust you, right? I, no. If I don't, right, I can't trust you if I don't have those things. Uh, what that did you talk about? Point. Yeah. I often say leadership is not a position and it's yeah. not a title. It's right. a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So, so can we talk about how you develop this relationship? Because you, you, you know, you, you it's almost to me and I, I, you know, Janet, it feels like there's a fine line that you've got a toe, so to speak, where you, 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 you're, you're, you're quote unquote, you're the boss, but you still want to have a relationship that allows for those things like trust and empathy and all those things to exist. Right. I, I, so I'm going to talk about strategy and how you build that type of relationship okay. that's effective. Well, first of all, you have to get to know people and you have to let them get to know you. Mm. And there's a book um, by Jim Cousy's K-O-U-Z-E-S. Yes faculty member in California but anyway he, he he's written a lot about yes what's the first thing that people want to know about you as a leader and they want to know who you are you know mm. who who are you and they're not gonna they you know why should they follow you if they don't even know you 
Why should they even listen to you? And so, you know, it's just, it's really kind of what I call old fashioned dating, you know, just getting to know people and ask. I often say lead by asking questions, ask yes. open-ended questions, you know? So, and just say, well, how was your weekend? No, no. What'd you do last weekend? That was really most interesting, yes. you know? Or, you know, what do you plan to do this weekend that you're really looking forward to? You know, ask questions in a way that, um, in, that stimulate conversation. Yes. You know, um, how are you doing today? Fine. Well, that's not a very good question. Okay. Right. But what, what do you plan to do today? That, what are you looking forward to doing today? You know, again, try to ask open-ended questions and let, you know, really remember that wh whoever's reporting to you they want to know who you are yeah. and so yeah. sharing some of that, you know, vulnerability can be a strength. Wow. So wow. sharing some of that and leaders don't have to have all the answers, but you know, they're expected to follow up and find the answer if somebody has a question, but um, you know, really allowing people to get to know you and that involves yeah. sharing some information and then you want to show an interest in them. Yes. Yes. The, the the vulnerability piece is a really interesting one because uh, it, it involves letting your guard down, right? And, and, right. and right. being okay with that. Being um, okay with that. Know. That's why well, I like well, to say vulnerability is a strength. If yeah. you look at it as a strength, then you're more likely to let down some guard. Yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting because you, you, you would oftentimes think that leaving the guard up and, you know, showing strength and uh, is, is what leaders are supposed to do. And I got to use these air quotes because there's so much of what we, so much of what we taught about leadership or things that we thought, understand. And a lot of them, a lot of times it's not actually the case, right? That's true. That's true. So it's, 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 it is, it is again, another interesting thought, uh, take on leadership. And the, the, the other part about, uh, um, about the topic as well is, it, it's it's like like the character of, of like oh let me back up. So oftentimes, if you are a, a a good person, let's say, you know that can't translate into you being a good leader. Um, That's and true. So, and, and I and I make that point because it, it's it's more it's more and more about the individual as opposed to the job they do, the metrics they hit, and the goal, and all those sorts of things that leaders are, that, that define leaders typically. It's more about who they are and how they impact others. Is that is that a fair statement to say? Yeah, I think that's very true. And the other point that I make, you know, I do think that it's hard to be a good leader if you're not a good person. Mm. But I also like to define that because some people think, that's why I say honesty with kindness, because some people think, well, I'll just say the nice thing. I'll do the nice thing. But sometimes being nice, if you're not honest, is not being fair. Right. Okay. You know, sometimes people need direction. They need feedback. They need constructive feedback for them to get better. But that means that you, you don't have to be a bad person or a mean person to give honest feedback. Right, right. It's just, it's just hard. I mean, because you don't want to hurt feelings. You don't upset people. Right. You want right. to, you still want to be like, you still want to be liked, right? Right, right, right. It's a tough, it's, you know, it's a fine line. Yeah. But I think you, I think to me, it's more important to be respected than liked. Right. You know, if somebody says, well, I respect you. Well, what do you respect about that person? Well, they tell the truth. They follow through. 
them. You know, they care about me. You know, um, I think respect instead of like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah. I'm very, so very curious, Jenna, about so even your own personal leadership journey and some of the things that you, you, you encountered. And I would also uh, so acknowledge that, you know, your journey as a woman would be very, very different uh, throughout the years as well. I'm wondering if you sort of give me just sort of talk a bit about what that's been like for you, your own leadership journey. Well, it's kind of interesting because when I first started teaching, and and again, this is forty years ago, mm -hmm. um, you know, there were there was a field of study called feminine leadership, okay. and how women were different leaders than men. And okay. what I find rewarding about the times that we're living in now is the characteristics that used to be called feminine are now really human characteristics for leaders. The whole idea of showing some sense, you know, being sensitive to others, empathy, compassion, forgiveness, you know, these used to be considered feminine leadership traits. Yeah. And now they really are being advocated as human leadership traits. Mm. And so it, you know, the field has changed. I mean, you know, there's, there probably are some differences and research would still say women are not as good at negotiating or women you know, uh, well, they're still, you know, it's still not, uh, it's still at the top levels, it's still pretty male dominated. Okay. Right. But I don't think you, you would find as much about differences between what makes an effective leader. I think both men and women can be effective leaders. Sure. I think, um, you know, you just have to be true to yourself, not be somebody that you're not and really try to uh, be a person who others would want to follow. I often like to ask in workshops, would you follow yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Out of curiosity, do you, do you get responses? Are you ever surprised by the responses? Well, you know, people, it kind of stops them in their tracks. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Like, yeah. and, and you know what? That's a great, that's a great reflective question, right? Because, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 what you value in leadership, um, I guess for many is emulated through their own actions, right? Mm -hmm. But if it's not, then you have to ask the question, well, why, right? Yeah. That's a really good exercise. Yeah, that's very true. Were, were, were any sort of specific challenges that you faced on, on your own leadership journey? Well, because I was teaching business management and leadership, you know, I would go to professional conferences and honestly, for, for years, decades, I was, you know, definitely a minority. Okay. Mm. Um, so that was kind of tough, but, um, you know, but, but in my own college, my own institution, um, no, I felt like I could do anything I wanted to there. So um, you know, there've been challenges along the way, but I think you just persist, you know, if, right, if it's right. important to you, just keep going. Now, now, so bring it up to where we are today. I mean, you work a lot with, with, with organizations and, and, and leaders in organizations. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, what sort of common challenges are, or, or, or things are they coming to you with? Are you seeing in today's climate? Yeah. I think there's a lot being written and I'm witnessing it myself 
Uh People are lonely, you know, this whole loneliness because social isolation during COVID and now there, you know, some people are still working remotely or you've got hybrid workplaces, but the research says that people, loneliness was an epidemic before the pandemic. So loneliness is just peaking. And so if people are lonely, what do they want from a leader? They want a leader that pays attention that yes. listens, that gives them some time. They want a leader that makes them feel like they belong, like, like their presence in the workplace is important. And so I'm really finding that, um, and communication, you know, hmm. um, I'm, I'm just finding that people are not communicating very well. Right. And that, make, that can make people even feel lonelier if they feel left out or the messages are not consistent. So I think that's that's what I'm seeing in in workplaces and and leaders really need to pay attention to that. Right. 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 The the, the loneliness piece is uh, that's an interesting one. I, I I didn't even think of that. I was aware that that was a a challenge yeah. over there today. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And if people are lonely at home, they're lonely at work. They just bring it with them. And so how how can you create a culture where people feel like they belong? So they're not so lonely. Yeah. And that, that's a great question. And, and that's where that's where things like inclusivity would really, really yeah. matter. Because if you feel yeah. like you're in an environment that, um, that valued your input or valued what you brought to the table as an individual, I would imagine that would be a direct sort of way to combat the loneliness feeling, wouldn't it? Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. I'd never. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so, as of as of late, when we talk about because uh, that that's a, that's that's a hot topic, right? When we talk about diversity, inclusion, yes. and equity in the workplace, right? And so, I think. Um, I mean, it, it, in the last couple of years, I think that the, the DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, really been ramping up a lot more, and people were paying a lot more attention to it. Um, so it, it does make sense when you think about loneliness as a, as a, as a hot button item. Um, that well, does make some, sense. Yes, and I, oddly, some people are calling it um, DEIB, oh. diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because oh. you can include people, but they can still feel like they don't belong. Wow. 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 Yeah. That, that, that's a whole other layer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because you need so it's it's and and so so now you add that to another thing that a leader's got to be mindful of. Man, right, oh man, it's getting right. tough. <laughs> it's a big job. It's a big job. Uh, and, and, and I think it's for, for those reasons why uh, you know individuals coming into leadership, uh, how, how important it is them to be very clear and very sure of what it is that they want. Because it's, yeah. it's so like like you think of. Um, like, so for example, I've, I've oftentimes said, you know, if, if, if you go to people and ask them, you know, you know, who was your favorite grade school teacher? You know, mm-hmm. they could, they could, they could tell you why and who the person was. And if you ask them, you know, what's, you know, what specifically stand, stood out about them? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they could tell you that trait, whether they listened to me, they heard me, they made me feel like I belonged, you know, mm-hmm. any of these things. And, and I, and, and I think it's very similar when you talk about leadership and you say, well, who was your favorite leader? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes those responses are very, very similar. And the reasons yeah, that's are the a, same. That's a very good point. Yeah, no, it's, 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 so uh, it, again, it's one of these roles where, you know, you have the ability 
to 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 have a, a lasting impact. Yes. Um, whether positive or negative, right? Right. And lasting impact is what my book is all about. Breadcrumb legacy, how great leaders live a life worth remembering. It's all about what kind of impact do you want to have on others? And your lasting impact is not necessarily positive. You know, it may not be positive. It's easy to assume that, oh, legacy, you know, what do we, you know, a lot of people think it's all positive. It's not all positive. Right, right, right. And, 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 and I think that's a really important point. Like, you know, you have the ability, it's, it's, it's such an important role because, you know, your, the way you emulate your own leadership style and the way it has an impact on individuals can frame how they view leadership and what yep. they think of it moving forward. And so there's so much, so I think responsibility is, is a good word to use. Yes, that's a good word. Good word to yeah. use. Yeah. I mean, that's why I say a leader is someone who is, you're in a position to influence the lives of others. That's a yeah. huge responsibility because how you treat people in the workplace may influence how they go home and treat others. Mm, right. No, it, 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 it's a huge. I think it's a huge point, and 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 again, Jan, I love the title. The is it the the breadcrumb legacy. Yeah, breadcrumb <laughs> legacy. How great leaders live a life worth remembering, and it's really about how to live a life for anyone. How to live a life worth remembering. Yeah, no, worth remembering, and 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 we and when we become remembered through our actions. And, yep. and, and I'll, I'll add another word that two are timely actions. So, yep. you know, if you, if you're, if you, if you're leading someone or leading a group of people and there's an individual uh, that say struggling in the moment with something in their personal life, let's just say, or even the, in the work context mm -hmm. and, 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 and you as a leader are able to, to, to positively assist and aid and help them or deal with the issue they have with well you just created an opportunity to have a lasting impact i.e doing something worth remembering absolutely yep that's very true yeah being remembered i think that's, that's I, I you know I, i've never really thought about it from that context like you know about it's about being remembered being uh and, and, and i've often just talked about impact in general but if you are having a positive impact then you will in fact be remembered right <laughs> yes i've often read where parents who lose a child mm. you know one of the most important things for them is that people remember their remember the child they lost you know instead of acting like well that person didn't exist you know but re really remembering them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. It, 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 yeah. it does make sense. I mean, you think uh, um, even with that example, you know, that's how you keep someone's uh, spirit alive through yes. the memories, right? Yes, and yes. so you want, you want to do that. Yeah. Is, is there, is there, Jan, is there sort of a, a, a sort of number one lesson that, that would, would help in making someone or making you specifically a success, successful leader? To me, it really does go back to what we kind of said before, and that's ego, controlling the ego and not letting the ego control mm -hmm. you. And, you know, we, we all have to have an ego or we wouldn't be able to stand up. Mm -hmm. But the ego, I often use an elevator as a metaphor that, okay. you know, when, how do we tell if the ego's taking over? Well, we start feeling things such as greed, envy, jealousy, you know, competitiveness, and when we feel those feelings, because we are human, when yes. we feel those, then we have to say to ourselves, no, I need to, I need to push that down 
because those feelings often manifest it, they often manifest in behaviors, negative behaviors such as uh, defensiveness, not open to feedback, um, micromanaging, over controlling. Yep. Uh, so you know when you when you sense those feelings creeping up, you have to say, you know what, I have to let go of that. That's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And that, and that internal dialogue is still so important to have to recognize it that. It like, is. That's a that, yeah. yep. It is. Uh, uh, even just general awareness is also important because mm-hmm. if you're and, sorry, self awareness. I want to make a correction because yeah. right because self awareness is so so important because the more we're we're self aware of our own actions, the more we know what we 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 we, we can adjust because maybe there's adjustments of some sort that needed to be made or mm-hmm. or we have to move in a different direction or, or change our, our viewpoint, but it yes. doesn't happen without some form of yeah, some form of self-awareness right. um, in, in, in your in your perspective what kind of what kind of things can leaders do to to improve upon that self-awareness yeah. well I, I I think I, I I'm a big believer in feedback you mm. know how are you going to get better if you're not getting some feedback you know but you have to in order to get honest feedback you have to again earn their trust and when I was a full-time professor, I had all kinds of feedback mechanisms. And when, you know, and early on, students learned to trust me very fast because I would say, you know, I will, I will tell you what I will or will not do based on your feedback. Right. And once they realized there were no repercussions, they then they started just giving me feedback and I wasn't even asking for it. You know, have you thought about this? What about that? Have you tried this? And I actually have written a couple of books and many articles on continuous improvement yes. in higher education. So I think feedback, you but you've got to earn the trust or you won't get honest feedback. They'll yeah. just tell you what they think you want to hear. Um, and I think it's always good to have some someone within the organization, usually maybe somebody on your level, who will give you very honest feedback. Yes. You know? Yes. And, but you have to want to, you have to want to know, know it and you have to want to get better as a, as a leader. If you put defenses up, if you get defensive, if you get angry, when you hear mm-hmm. something that doesn't really match with what you thought, um, you know, then people just shut down. Like, yes. you know, what good is it? Or if you ask for feedback and you never do anything with it, then people are like, well, that was a waste of time. Yes. So you really have to you really have to have some kind of system where you report back and say, you know what, I've got some good ideas and here's, you know, here's what I'm going to make, here's what I'm going to change or add or revise based on what I heard from you. What I really love about that is uh, when you get example feedback, we're not, we're not having to ask for it and just be getting, re- receiving automatically. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that just says a lot about the environment that's been created as a leader. Where people feel naturally safe and it's okay. I always felt like it was, yeah, I always felt like it was a really good sign. Very, very, very good sign. Very good sign. You know, on feedback, I remember once um, um, applying for a a leadership role. And um, uh, when I got to the point for, for, um, uh, for me to provide references, I was asked to provide the reference of uh, someone who, with whom um, I had uh, reported to, um, someone who reported to me, and then um, a uh, an external stakeholder I had worked with 
uh, in, a, in a professional capacity. And I just thought all three perspectives, one you'd naturally expect, like someone to report to, like, you know, a former boss. But I thought the other two perspectives were really, really interesting to provide and to, and to get feedback from that way. And, and that really, what it spoke to me was, was how, uh, how much the leadership framework has changed. Yes. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, yeah, man, this is good. Jan, this is such a delight, pleasure chatting. I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to to, to share like this. And, you know, um, I, I think, was, especially when we sort of talk about the, the, the legacy through your book, it's so, so important when we talk about leaving uh, a, a life worth remembering and, and how yes. to do that. Um, yes. Because, um, it, it, and it really speaks, I'm also glad you raised a point, it can be positive or negative, because it really speaks to the fact that uh, the, the, the choice is always in our hands, which way to go, right? Yeah. It's totally up and, to us how we want things to go. Yes, and we're leaving a legacy, whether we know it or not. Mm. So we might as well be intentional about it. Yeah. And I did want to say that, you know, if people are interested in my book, there's a 20% yeah. Discount from the publisher on my website, and my website is janfreed.com. Two oh. N's and two E's. Um, I do have a if they subscribe, I do have a monthly newsletter that's easy to read, and then I have a monthly podcast also. Oh, wow. um, and I'm active on LinkedIn, they could look for me on LinkedIn for sure. Oh, that's amazing. I was going to ask you how people connect with you. So thank yeah. you uh, for sharing all that. That's awesome. I really appreciate you, you taking the time. Like this has been a lot of fun. And uh, again, really appreciate the insights. I've walked away with some with some learnings myself. So again, Good. Well, uh, thank th you for the opportunity. Yes. Yes. Thank you for the time. All the best and, and keep up the fantastic work, Jen. Okay. And continue, continue to live audaciously. <laughs> Will do, I promise. Only if you do the same. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Back, we are here on the podcast, and much thanks and appreciation goes out to Jan for being here and sharing her great insights on leaving a, a lasting legacy and, and positively impacting others. I definitely encourage listeners to check out her, her book, Breadcrumb Legacy, How Great Leaders Live a Life Worth Remembering. As always, uh, the details uh, will be provided in the show notes. You can click on that and access her book. So again, Jan, thank you so, so much for the time. You know, I really appreciate the conversation that Jan, and I that Jan and I just had. But, you know, if there's one thing I take from our chat, it'd have to be this. In the realm of leadership, our actions and behaviors have the potential to create a lasting impact that transcends our time in the role. As leaders, we have a unique opportunity to leave a legacy, not only in our organizations, but in the lives of the people that we have the privilege to lead. A legacy is not just about the footprints we leave behind, but also the positive difference we can make in the lives of others. Let's explore the importance of leaving a leg lasting legacy and how leaders can purposely shape their own. To leave a lasting legacy, leaders must cultivate trust and authenticity. Trust is the foundation of any successful relationship, and leaders who prioritize trust building create an environment where individuals feel safe, supported, and motivated. Authenticity is equally important as, a, as, as genuine leaders inspire others through their actions and words, staying true to their values and principles. 
Leaders who want to leave a lasting legacy must recognize the importance of fostering meaningful relationships. People are more likely to follow, be inspired by, and emulate leaders who make them feel seen, heard, and valued. By taking the time to get to know individuals on a personal level, leaders can cultivate relationships that go beyond the professional sphere, creating a sense of belonging and loyalty. To be effective leaders and leave a lasting legacy, we must be open to learning and self-reflection. Continuous learning allows us to grow and adapt, staying ahead of the curve in an ever-changing business landscape. Self-reflection, on the other hand, enables us to assess our strengths, weaknesses, and areas of improvement, fostering personal and professional growth. True leaders empower and develop others, nurturing their growth and potential. By investing in the development of the team members, leaders not only enhance their skill, the skills of others and capabilities, but also create a con- culture of continuous improvement. When leaders prioritize the growth and success of their team, they build a legacy of thriving individuals who go on to make a positive impact themselves. A leader's legacy is deeply intertwined with his or own purpose and values. Leaders who live by a clear sense of purpose and consistently demonstrate their values inspire others to do the same. By aligning actions with values, leaders create a ripple effect, positively influence the behavior and mindset of their team and organizations. Leaving a lasting legacy uh, is the hallmark of exceptional leadership. It, it, it requires trust, authenticity, meaningful relationships, continuous learning, empowerment, and align with purpose and values. As leaders, we have the power to shape our legacy, not only by achieving goals, but by making a positive difference in the lives of those we lead. By focusing on leaving a legacy that's worth remembering, we can inspire and empower future generations of leaders, creating a ripple effect of positive, audacious change in the world. We've sadly come to the end of another episode of the most audacious living podcast the internet has to offer. And I thank you uh, for being here. All those lovers of audaciousness and those who've been supporting this podcast, I extend my appreciation and deep gratitude. As always, Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.